Live from Las Vegas, the Snake Sports Talk Show with Jake Silva starts right now. Oh, well, isn't this just magical on a Monday as yours truly, Jake the Snake Silva here from the Snake Sports Talk Show as we are coming at you live on all social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and of course on Instagram where you can like, follow, subscribe, and hit the bell button for all latest notifications wherever and however you may be watching and listening. Um... I know a lot of people are kind of asking, you know, where in the hell have I been, you know, throughout this whole entire weekend? And first and foremost, I really do appreciate every single one of you guys coming on, jumping in and hanging out with me here on a beautiful Monday. It's such a great, gorgeous day. Might be expecting rains here in a little bit, but, you know, I'm still kind of recovering all throughout the entire weekend. I mean, the girlfriend and I... Uh, obviously it was EDC weekend. So of course it was a nonstop EDM party where everybody's got their hands up and you know, it, 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 it's, it's fun. It's a party. I don't really see myself doing it really for three straight days. I don't know how people could even do that. I mean, the second, you know, we're, we're responsible people and we know that, you know, by the time we hit our cutoffs, we're just like, all right, <laughs> I'm done. I'm ready to go back home, sleep, and but it's back to back to back nights. And that's where I think it's interesting just seeing people. I mean, I, I looked at my girl and I, and we were just like, we can't keep up with any more uh, like of this. I don't think we could keep up with any of these kids. But everybody I know is getting themselves safely home. The California state line um, highway is just absolutely nuts right now with everybody heading back home. But... Oh, we got a lot to talk about. The fact of the matter is Sunday was actually pretty decent. Um, the World Series is officially set. So we have the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves. And I'll be talking about that here uh, in just a moment. So let me start off with this, though. I think this is very interesting. And I believe you you and I know exactly what I'm going to talk about here as the show starts. So... <laughs> Obviously, in our everyday lives, you know, whatever situation that we are put in, you know, and this could be anything, business, relationships, or even family matters. The only thing is that in our lives, when we look at certain situations, there's expectations and there's particulars we want. In a job, you want it to be flexible you want it to be, you know, uh, communication is sound. It's 110%. Everybody's all on top of their stuff. And it seems like there's a lot of trustworthy and reliable people. In relationships, you want people that you can relate to. Now, we're not saying you got to have similarities in every single, um, like in every single, like from top to bottom, an entire list. I mean, listen, when it comes to my girlfriend and I, we check all the boxes. She was meant for me. I was meant for her. And we both are so sound. We communicate properly. And it's the best thing that's ever happened in both our lives. Even in families, you see it from a lot of them. You know, you, you ever see a lot of those ads about certain kids where they're wanting families. They need a family. They need someone to love them. And there are a lot of families out there that want to adopt. And there are those ideal parents that they're not perfect. They're not, you know, they, they don't live like the Joneses, but they do what they can because they're very caring and giving people. And I have met a few people that are like that. And I think a lot of them are very down to earth and they know what to do. There's a structure set. So that's all it's about. It's about structure and particulars and those that you can automatically check out the box very easily rather than it pull up a red flag. And there are things we do deserve and things we don't. Like we don't deserve to, you know, go the extra mile to then all of a sudden be taken for granted. We don't. Because how does a business even run that way? If you are taking a lot of your employees for granted as a CEO, as a general manager, and not really taken care of, the 
working pieces that make the company sound, that make the company the way it is. How do you expect to even be a Fortune 500 company that way? And then also in relationships, how do you expect to be healthy if there's zero communication, there's zero understanding and support, and you know you guys are not on the right page? The reason I'm saying this is because there's a situation in Chicago that I think all of us, and you know what I'm about to say, but I've watched every single game of the Chicago Bears, and I have never been more disappointed at the way that things have been established and ran and the growth process. This all involves the fact that they are throwing Justin Fields up out there onto the field and they are not giving him any room to grow. None. And I think a lot of us are starting to realize maybe Chicago doesn't deserve Justin Fields. This kid is really good. Okay, Think back to when playing in Ohio State. I know that there's going to be pushback because of the fact of, look, Ohio State players have never been above and beyond. Well, not necessarily. There have been a couple of players, whether position players, quarterbacks, or defensemen, like, that have been over the top, that have been stellar, fantastic, per- perfect. And then there's some that they just didn't never made the cut. I mean, look at all the Ohio State players we got right now. Michael Thomas, well, we know how many times that he's been injured, but he's still a really good wide receiver. You have Ezekiel Elliott, was one that was a big-time, impactful running back in Ohio State, was good at least in the first two seasons with Dallas, eventually started to slow down, but is still getting rushing touchdowns. And then, of course, defensively, a lot of Ohio State players, Nick and Joey Bosa, both of them, are absolutely dynamic as edge rushers. They get to the quarterback fast. They beat through all of the def- uh, the offensive linemen to get to the quarterback, to get to the running back, and to p- apply pressure. And then there's even the backfield with all of the defense. You know, with all the defensive backs, all the safeties, and etc. And you know what I mean. But as far as for quarterbacks. I mean, you look at all these Ohio State quarterbacks. First of all, Dwayne Haskins has been in a terrible position the second he went into Washington. Now he's in Pittsburgh, and they believe he could be the savior of the franchise. I don't think so. Not with a banged-up Big Ben, where now you're kind of throwing all your future in his hands. And I don't think that's very smart. Justin Fields, unfortunately, is inheriting a massive mess from everyone on the top in the McCaskey family. and. I'm not going to continuously repeat the fact that the only position that the Chicago Bears is butchered is quarterback because we all know this. We all know that they've gone from quarterback to quarterback and none of them have stayed as long as they have in the exception of Jim McMahon and Jay Cutler. That is it. And as far as their growth process goes, I don't think they even have the proper, at least some of the proper coaching or at least management that know how to grow in positions like this. So when it comes to Justin Fields, what is he inheriting? He's inheriting a really bad O-line. He's inheriting a coach that 50-50% of the time now, he's either making the right calls that are going to at least help them to win games or he's going to make the bonehead calls that he does not even, he doesn't even support his own players, or even his quarterback. So it's like he's kind of thrown out in no man's land. And then you have an ownership, the McCaskies, that for years and years and years, they haven't been able to look past the past. They haven't. They have not moved forward, at least innovate. Look at a lot of these these organizations in the league, and they are very, very innovative. Because the league is changing every year. It's changing at least maybe every five years or so. And it's been getting bigger to where the 
the quarterback is the important playmaker. The offensive line's got to protect him. He's got to have offensive weapons from the running backs to the wide receivers and, and all, etc. I mean, that's it. And if you don't have the quarterback, you don't have the coach, the offensive line, or at least the general manager that makes it happen, you're going to struggle. There have been teams that have done this. But when I look at Chicago right now, they absolutely zero deserve Justin Fields. It's become a complete failure project to a player who does not deserve all of this. Who doesn't? The second Chicago in that draft, when they got Mitch Trubisky, they've whiffed on Deshaun Watson. They whiffed on Patrick Mahomes. And that has been the absolute curse in their franchise. That has been the written note that they trusted Mitch Trubisky over those two quarterbacks. And Mitch Trubisky is a backup in Buffalo. Now you feel like you have hope with Justin Fields, but he is inheriting an absolute mess. I cannot bury Justin Fields, especially when it comes to a situation and a matter like this. I guarantee you this. You put him with an offensive line like, let's say, Indianapolis or the Rams or any of those top offensive line category teams there, he would thrive because he has protection. He's got support. Not to mention the coaching play calls, ones that will allow him to grow. And then not to mention, you put him in a trustworthy defense that's not completely banged up, that doesn't look tired most of the time because they have to rely on their defense to win games. Last time I checked, not exactly a way to really win in this league. You got to have a mixture and a balance of both. And I'll be honest, that pendulum is swinging left and right every week with Chicago. And I don't think it's going to get any better. This is why I like I feel bad for Justin Fields. It's one quarterback like, look, Trevor Lawrence, even in a bad organization like Jacksonville, you know what you're going to get with him because it's, he's that type of quarterback. Zach Wilson, he's inheriting a mess in, in New York, much as like Chicago is. But the problem is that will he have room to grow? That's the difference. Justin Fields can. I just don't think Zach Wilson does. But I can't make that kind of judgment or argument until we actually do see results. But all I'm saying is, if you're Chicago, and even if you're the McCaskies, I would not continue to linger this on. If this is exactly how things are going to be ran in this organization, then the organization itself deserves better. Not to mention the Chicago fans deserve better. But this is supposed to be a hopeful project. And right now it's become a complete, like downgraded failure. And this is not something that I would put all, all on Justin Fields. I just think he had gotten himself into the worst position possible and he's trying to make it all work, but it's not going to. Nothing's going to change unless the root or the top of the totem pole makes the changes from here on out. All right. Um, so the World Series is set. We have our teams. The American League, you have the Houston Astros. In the National League, you have the Atlanta Braves. And this is where I'm going to end up talking about this for probably about five minutes. Because I do think this will be an interesting World Series. There's a lot of stories involved. Um, let's start out with the American League. Because first of all, the Houston Astros, the back end of the World Series, for one reason. Because they're trying to slap every single baseball fan, Major League Baseball as a whole, and all the leagues, you know, all of these organizations within the league. They're trying to slap them all in the face. Because of the fact of, Houston has definitely been through a lot of things. That's why I'm like, I feel more for Houston fans because of the fact of you got the Texans that are clearly a rebuilding team. The Houston Rockets are clearly a rebuilding team. And the Astros, the only thing that they're dealing with is that huge stain on that championship in 2017. That's the only thing. But my only opinion and my, my, my two cents in the whole thing is that one, 
first of all, you can't pitch around that lineup. And we already know that. Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, and Jordan Alvarez, all the way to the top, even Kyle Tucker. I mean, every single one of these players completely crowd the plate. They hit the ball hard and well. And it, it, it's it's just something that you you, you got to respect. I understand that the lineup itself is really good. But sometimes too, like I see it, I see it everywhere with the Houston Astros. Is that in every single one of the game, I don't think they really owned up to the mistake that happened in 2017. And that's where I think they're trying to prove it. But one story that I think is really sweet is the fact that Dusty Baker is back into the World Series since 2002. Okay, he has one a pennant in both leagues, American and national. And what's interesting about that is Dusty Baker held a loaded San Francisco Giants roster that eventually lost to the to the Anaheim Angels with guys like Troy Gloss, Tim Salmon, and a bunch of really good pitchers. And it was such an interesting World Series in 2002. Like, who would have thought the Angels would have won it? But, here we are in 2021 with Dusty Baker, and he's got a loaded lineup. He's got somewhat of a pitching staff. And I'm interested to see how the rest of the World Series really does pan out. But I just think that this is kind of a statement thing for the Houston Astros on one end from the from their side because they're trying to basically slap everybody in the face, thinking that we didn't cheat. We actually won this fair and square. Stop getting on, Stop getting on our cases. No more. That's what I feel like that the Astros, that is their goal. Now, on the other side for the Atlanta Braves, here's what's interesting about what happened in the NLCS is that the Dodgers came in so loaded. The fact that Max Scherzer, they picked him up in the trade deadline, Trey Turner, and a bunch of others. But what's also bad about this, because Twitter, the Giants' Twitter page had an absolute ball the second that the Dodgers got eliminated. because. This whole, you know, shortened season in 2020, the 2020 champs, all of the above. But what sucks about this is, is that the Dodgers were completely injured. Clayton Kershaw was injured. Justin Turner was injured. Max Muncie was injured. Uh, you know, th- there was a bunch of injuries that were happening to the Dodgers. And to where their backs were against the wall. And you're facing against an Atlanta Braves team that only had a few injuries. And one of their key injuries was Ronald Acuna Jr. And what did they do all right at the trade deadline the second they were getting into postseason baseball? They acquired a lot of different pieces, defensively, bats, and pitching. They either came from the waiver wires or they came up in small trades. I mean, they were able to get Jock Peterson out of the out of the Chicago Cubs for a really good price. And the funny thing of it is, Chicago was just selling everybody. And on top of it, you get little discounted pieces for Adam Duvall, Jorge Soler, and Eddie Rosario. And the list itself keeps going on. But the Atlanta Braves, it's good to see them back up into the World Series after 22 years. Because they hadn't been in since 99, and they haven't even won a World Series since 95. So, and, and this is an organization that in the state of Georgia, like Atlanta fans, invest in the Braves. I mean, you knew beforehand you had the Atlanta Falcons who they got to a Super Bowl in 51 and then the Atlanta Hawks went to the Eastern Conference Final this past year and then if some of you even remember it in hockey when they had the Atlanta Thrashers and then eventually they were gone, they ended up moving to Winnipeg and they brought back the Jets. But all of their energy has always been invested in the Atlanta Braves. Because it's a big-time baseball town. Not only that, but they love golf and they love NASCAR. Those are the three things. Golf, NASCAR, baseball. And you still get people that invest in football. I'm not saying there isn't any. But if you really had to look from a historical standpoint, it's always been quite a baseball town. So it's been so good to seeing the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. It's going to be an interesting series through you know throughout the whole thing but i do think you're going to see a lot of games 
and at least a lot of situations in certain innings where pitching is going to be tougher, the at-bats are going to be close, but it's going to come down to the wire. But I'm really feeling like the Atlanta Braves may have the upper hand, but it's going to be such a good World Series, you know, through through and through. I think it'll be very interesting, but what a, what a story it is for both sides. The Astros trying to prove themselves that it's them against Major League Baseball and all the fans and the Atlanta Braves, they're getting their chances. Because at the end of the day, Brian Snitker and Bobby Cox, one of the greatest managers in the Atlanta Braves history, had spoke a lot of great things about Brian Snitker in the end. And so I think this does deserve a lot of praise. I also do think deserves a lot of credit where credit's due. So Braves, Astros, what a World Series it, it'll turn out to be. All right, coming up next, um, there's a lot of things to really talk about, you know, in the rest of the NFL, because let's be honest, I think that going through every single one of the teams, Carolina's in trouble. Carolina is clearly in trouble because they invested all of this with Sam Darnold, and I do think there's a flip of the switch here. I'm going to explain why not only them, but this also involves Miami too, because of course this is the whole Deshaun Watson deal. But I'm going to explain why a couple of teams really missed out on their chances at quarterback and why I think that they now are starting to act like their backs are against the wall because they haven't been able to address this problem. I'll explain all of that coming up next here um, going down toward the hour. All right, so like I said, I've spoke about this app now for the past couple of weeks. I really, really enjoy it. I've been so excited about it, you know, for each and every single day when we got sports on the television. You guys love sports. You guys love fantasy play. And at the same time, you guys also are big-time sports bettors. I know out here in Vegas, it's absolutely infamous. You see everybody in sports books. Well, there's an app that's basically more than everything you can ask for. It's called Super Draft Pro. And Super Draft Pro, you can bet like a pro. You can end up playing free games as a pro when you sign up for a, for a subscription and also get yourself going um, with your daily lineups. It's a daily fantasy system where you could set up your lineups on a subscription. Think about it. The, the more and more you look at every subscription option, the more chances you have of entering and more chances you have of winning. But not only that, but the app itself also pays you for who you send out the app. So you can share it with your friends, share it with your family and your coworkers, and so much more. And there is a lot of different prizes that are refreshed and that are given every single day of the week. I mean, there's nothing like it. I absolutely love this app. I think it's a great tool. I think it's great. And I do also think that it brings us back together as sports fans to just get excited about the game again. So go online to superdraftpro.com. Download it on your mobile device through Google Play in the App Store with both the fantasy and the sports book apps and start signing up and start playing today. Get your lineup set because we know we got Monday Night Football between the Saints and the Seahawks. And you guys do not want to end up missing that. And of course, World Series lineups are ready to roll. That's going to be superdraftpro.com, superdraftpro.com.
killer deals that are going on on the spotlightsportsnetwork.com merchandise if you haven't done so already you guys are big time fans and supporters of the show also big time supporters of the network themselves the spotlight sports network why not get yourself geared up we've got cold season coming around the corner we've got hoodies we've got so many different options here for you hoodies hats t-shirts even coffee mugs or hot cocoa or however you enjoy it, but a nice hot treat for you just by going online to spotlightsportsnetwork.com, merchandise section, powered by Spreadshirt. So, uh, you know, I, I couldn't stop talking about this enough because we've just been seeing a lot of truths from a lot of teams this NFL season. And it's so interesting because we kind of, you know, we're always the type, like we hold ourselves accountable all the time. Where one we kind of get a little bit over ahead ahead of ourselves when it comes to certain moves where we feel like, oh, this may be a really, really good thing for teams. But then we're already seven weeks in, and we're going into week eight. We're already close to halfway of the season. And every single one of the truths have all been coming out for certain teams. I mean... The only ones that you knew right off the bat that were going to be competitive, I mean, the Ravens have here and there, they still are a very competitive team. The Browns, who knows what's going to happen with them in the next couple of weeks when it comes to Baker Mayfield, who could potentially be shut down for the remainder of the season and just ride with Case Keenum. They may make the playoffs, but I don't think that they'll be a team making a whole lot of noise in the playoffs. Then there's, you know, other teams like Pittsburgh. You know what you're going to get out of Big Ben and what the organization themselves have done in the last few years. But every single one of these teams that I will list to you, Pittsburgh, Miami, Washington, and now Carolina. The Carolina Panthers, this past Sunday, played absolutely atrocious. And good God, it was terrible. Just the way that everything was ran through. And what's also interesting about it, because Carolina, we know, is without their star player, Christian McCaffrey. So they're relying a lot more on Chuba Hubbard. But you're facing against a New York Giants team. That one, they ain't got really a lot going for them either on the other side. They are losing Saquon Barkley, who is completely hurt. And then they're also losing up a couple of their wide receivers. I mean, a lot of their wide receivers were all banged up this whole year. And then the offensive line is completely questionable. And a performance like that where you lost 25-3. to I mean, that's where you start to expose truths about teams. And every single one of them that I have mentioned on this list, it doesn't matter top to bottom, but these are all these teams I guarantee you are going to be looking for a quarterback. Pittsburgh flushed away with their future 
in the last 10 years because they didn't even bother finding Big Ben's replacement. They never have. They coddled the whole situation. They thought, oh, Big Ben is our guy. You know, they, they stuck toward history. And what's so interesting about it is because the Rooney family have always been, you know, the, the type of owners where they're so stellar when it comes to position player drafts. They are. That's why Chase Claypool is such an impactful wide receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster at times can is a hit. Um, and even Najee Harris, they knew they needed to get a running back, but the problem of it is, is that they barely even have an O-line to really contain all of the pressure that's coming at them and at least allow open holes for him to run, let alone a pocket for Ben to throw. And on top of it, Big Ben has already suffered so many injuries on the course of his career that you kind of look at the situation with Pittsburgh, they feel like that their future, they're relying on Dwayne Haskins. And I don't think that's such a smart move because Dwayne Haskins inherited a mess in Washington, which even that is another organization that they need a quarterback. I don't know what happened to the Washington football team because it just felt like this was a team going into the season where their defense is absolutely set and it's stacked. Then the offense, they have a they have a bunch of real good key players. Cam Sims, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and even Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. And I don't know what the issue is, but you start to see it. They invested so heavily for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they all kind of treated this thing like as if they're going to go as far and as deep into the, into the playoffs. I don't think so. Not on a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is, I think, quote-unquote, a big-time gunslinger, a guy that's going to give you some, day, some games where he's going to throw the football out majority of the time. But I do not think that he's one of those impactful quarterbacks like you see in the rest of this league. So it's kind of past that now. And Taylor Heineke is a real good quarterback, but is only good for the backup position. He's not a guy that's going to win you those big-time games if you're playing Kansas City, if you're playing Buffalo, if you're playing Tampa Bay, or even if you're playing the Dallas Cowboys. That there are a bunch of those teams right now that have been staying red hot all throughout just halfway of the season. Washington needed an opportunity to get a quarterback. And they were one of the lists to possibly acquiring Deshaun Watson, but didn't even make that big of a push. Then, of course, the Miami Dolphins, where they have a lot of questions and concerns with Tua. And this is even an organization that they benched Tua simultaneously bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick and completely just screwed up this whole process. I'm not saying Tua is a bad kid, but I do think, ask yourselves, have there been two, have there been a whole lot of successes with lefty quarterbacks? Barely. Boomer Esiason, Ken Stabler, there have only been a few left-handed quarterbacks that have worked in this league, only a few, even Steve Young. But they're not very infamous through, towards the rest of the league. They're not. It's tough in that position. But if you make it work and you have a structured, you have a system structured where you can win games, get to the playoffs, and rely heavily on all of your important pieces, then okay. But in the end, that's kind of where you have to look at the reality. Does this really work for Miami? I don't I don't think they really do trust Tua. I truly don't think they trust Tua at all. I think that that's where they're going to probably put themselves into a position they may push for a trade or they may do something. And now the Carolina Panthers. Because Sam Darnold the fact of the matter is, is Carolina was not very high and heavy on Sam. They were not. They figured getting him the hell out of that mess in the, on the Jets organization when they fired Adam Gase and injury after injury 
even pull out after pull out from all, you know, from this COVID stuff where the Jets organization are just a complete mess. Like Joe Douglas really has to figure this whole thing out. But the best thing that could have happened was Sam needed a new change of scenery. But now we're all kind of questioning Sam Darnold because in, it seemed like a lot of things were really moving well for Carolina. And I thought they'd be the dark horse team in the NFC to end up making the playoffs. But I don't think that this could potentially be the case. After watching that performance against the Giants, and even in the last couple of opponents that they had, I think Carolina may be in trouble. And I do feel like the only person, Deshaun Watson, which we know has an awful lot of personal issues on his on his end. But you have to think about it. It could be a homecoming. To going from a college in Clemson, close to right there in North Carolina, I feel like could be very interesting to see. But I do think if you plug into Sean Watson in a Carolina offense, because this is a competent owner who does not want to lose, who does not want to do this whole entire rebuild, he wants to win now. And you have Matt Rule, who's trying to turn everything around. And I do think Matt Rule's a really good coach. But this is where you really have to see what your quarterback position looks like. And I truly think, I don't think Sam Darnold, after seeing that, is Carolina's answer to everything. I truly thought it was going to be a lot better than what we had seen, but doesn't look to be the case. Because now with rumor reports that they're eyeing on Deshaun Watson, I do think is really what's going to determine it in the in the next coming days. Time now for the hot press. So big time news that really hit the spot. Um, the Green Bay Packers ended up announcing some bad news that they have placed star wide receiver Devontae Adams onto the COVID-19 list um, after, after what could, th- this could be a big time game between the Packers and the Arizona Cardinals because it'll be the biggest game of the season come this Thursday this week. But they're going to be without Devontae Adams after testing positive for COVID-19. Uh, hasn't been forced into follow protocols uh, for unvaccinated players, an indication that he is vaccinated. So if Adams is indeed vaccinated and is asymptomatic, he would need two negative PCR tests within 24 hours apart to play Thursday night against the unbeaten Cardinals. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Packers. Hopefully things do flow well with Devontae Adams, but that could be a big time loss if he doesn't come off the list sooner. But, you know, and and that's one of the reasons why that I think Green Bay, after all, like the last couple seasons, why they've pushed so hard for wide receiver because of a situation like this. Even if it's just COVID protocols or even if it's just, you know, an injury, whatever the case may be, they wanted to avoid this. But hopefully we'll get some positive news for Devontae Adams in the coming weeks. All right, so sources have said that Deshaun Watson is open to trade destinations beside Miami as Carolina Panthers have emerged as an option. So, of course, he has a no-trade clause into his contract and is willing to consider multiple options for a new team as the trade deadline does loom around. So even though that the Dolphins could be the highest interest for Deshaun Watson to land, one other emerging option is the Carolina Panthers, who are evaluating the pursuit of a franchise quarterback after a terrible loss on Sunday against New York Giants 25-3. to So it could reignite Deshaun Watson to start having some talks at some point, you know, at some point during the trade deadline. So, um, and this has been interesting because, of course, the Panthers, like we mentioned, they traded a second, fourth, and sixth-round pick to the New York Jets this past April for Sam Darnold. And he has been struggling big time in the coming weeks. This is where I think right now the Carolina Panthers are really in a forced position. So 
it's going to have to be one of those two options right there, Miami or Carolina. But I do feel like in this case, because even though Miami, this is what's kind of tough about both those teams. Because Miami, they have Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, and they have Will Fuller. And plus, they got Miles Gaskin and a couple of others on the run game. But Brian Flores is a very competent coach who knows how to put his boot down, and he knows exactly how to motivate his players. But then on the other side, Matt Rule's very innovating. They have a couple of good impactful pieces, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, and even Chuba Hubbard with a hurt Christian McCaffrey on the sideline. But there are several options that they do have. So it's really going to come down to who has the open expense to at least affording Deshaun Watson. But it'll be interesting to see what could come out, you know, as far as who the top dogs are in acquiring Deshaun Watson. But it's come down to both those Miami and Carolina. All right. So the LA Rams, after the Denver Broncos, as we've heard before, they've already got so many linebackers right now on the injured list that the LA Rams traded away linebacker Kenny Young to the Denver Broncos. The Broncos sent the Ram sent the Rams a 2024 sixth round pick in exchange for Young and a 2024 seventh round pick in exchange. Um, the Broncos have acquired in the past three days to go with Saturday's trade with the Minnesota Vikings to acquire Stephon Weather uh, Stephen Weatherly. Um, Broncos hand co- head coach Vic Fangio said Friday, the day after the loss, um, with three linebackers, Von Miller. Micah Kaiser and Curtis Robinson injured in the game. And so George, uh, general manager George Patton was looking at all options to bring in some help at the linebacking position. So uh young, 234 pounder, six foot, six foot one, in his fourth NFL season, had started in all seven games of the Rams games this season and had played at least 40% of the snaps in six of them. He had a sack to go with seven tackles. Um, in the in LA's victory over the Detroit Lions, uh, they had acquired Young back back in 2019. That sent Marcus Peters to the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and so and that's where it got Young the starting job for the Rams. So I think it'll be interesting for Denver. But as I've said before, I just feel like the Denver Broncos have been Foo's gold this year. The fact that you know the quarterback position doesn't seem sound. Linebacker after linebacker after linebacker has been hurt. So a lot of different defensive components have gone down. Um, But this is going to be interesting to see what the rest of the year pans out for the Denver Broncos. But they acquired themselves a good young linebacker in his fourth season in in the league. So let's see what he can hold together. And finally, the Houston Astros will meet the Braves without services of injured right-hander Lance McCullers Jr., after having an arm injury. So he is declared out for the World Series um, just today. So the Houston Astros, they'll be without their star right-hander as we get ready for the 2021 World Series, Astros and the Atlanta Braves. So that's your hot press. Coming up next, and it is, of course, I may be putting on my thinking cap here in just a moment as we do take a break because we do do this segment all the time. Um, Best for last called Quick Caps, where we start to recap every single one of the games from Sunday's action and getting ourselves geared up for Monday night and further and beyond. So if you guys haven't done so already, as I mentioned before, we've got hot cooking deals with as far as um, merchandises go. Hats, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, phone accessories, and Incedra. All of them are at great prices. When you go online to spotlightsportsnetwork.com, go onto the merchandise section on the tab bars powered by spread shirt that makes every single one of the accessories, t-shirts, hats, and much, much more. Support the network and support your favorite shows on the network today. When you do get in your merchandises, send in a photo of you guys repping, repping up our merchandises, and we will definitely showcase you guys on all of our social media platforms. That's SpotlightSportsNetwork.com, merchandise section on the tab bar, powered by Spreadshirt. 
Bitch, I'm a bull. Bitch, I'm a bull. I don't get no fuck. I don't get no fuck. What's in my cup? What's in my cup? All of that punch. Look at that punch. Bitch, I'm a bull. Ballin' like Kobe. Hope keep it moving, cause you do not know me. Bitch, I'm a bull. Ballin' like Kobe. Hope keep it moving, cause you do not know me. Bitch, I'm a bull. I can't talk in Milwaukee. Tell my dog sick of me. I do no parking. Pass me some greens. You know I'ma spark it. Mama got ass. Told her to arch it. Pull up at the spot. Hop out and don't park it. Be no say. I always keep one in the cartridge. With Joey, I pepper, so we goin' toxic. Came from the swamp to visit the tropics. Check out the scenery. Tell her mama to the backwoods right by the lake. Alrighty, folks. Well, like I mentioned before, I appreciate every single one of you guys jumping on and hanging out with me on a marvelous Monday and hopes to see you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday as we're going back to back and definitely got a lot more sports to unload and really talk about. So, of course, as we mentioned, like, subscribe, hit the bell button for all latest notifications and also follow me on all social media platforms. That is Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch and Instagram. I'm live on all of them, so definitely like, subscribe, hit the bell button, share with your friends, share with your family. Let's definitely get our community growing because we are definitely close to hitting 430 subscribers, and we would love to get to that magical number of 500. We are working as hard as we can to get to that point, and I would appreciate every single one of your guys' love and support for the network and, of course, for the Snake Sports Talk Show. So, as usual... Thinking caps, folks. As we know, my favorite best for last on this Monday, as we do it all the time, called quick caps, where I do believe in the last few minutes that we have here onto the show, you can succinctly recap everything very fast, very efficient, and kind of get your thoughts on what la this past week's action was. So here we go. So let's start with Thursday. Broncos, Browns. Oh, why on a Thursday? So the Broncos and the Browns, first of all, the, uh, the, the, the Denver Broncos, they were dealing with an awful lot of injuries all throughout the linebacking position. Von Miller was hurt. And so they ended up acquiring Kenny Young from the LA Rams. As we mentioned before, uh, this Broncos team, as I said, has been completely fool's gold. They were three and zero to start the year. And right now they're on a losing streak and it's just not looking good for them. On the other side with the Cleveland Browns, I, I never changed my pick. This is why that I said this, because Case Keenum knows Kevin Stefanski. Not only that, but he also knows the Denver's organization, which is why I think that in the end, Case Keenum was doing all that he could to getting and sealing the win for the Cleveland Browns. But there are a lot of messes that need to be cleaned up, even though it's not a... It's not such a big win, but still a good win in the books for the Cleveland Browns, but they do really need to evaluate everything that they've got so far, including what's happening with Baker Mayfield. Washington at Packers. Pack, pack it up. 
So the Green Bay Packers, 24 to 10 over Washington, sent them packing home. Um, you know, and, and now they're they're without Devontae Adams with the fact of the COVID-19 list. So we'll see in the coming days, hopefully, some negative PCR tests will be coming in within the 24 hours of the spans close to Thursday night in their big game against the Arizona Cardinals, who are undefeated. But the Washington football team, as I mentioned before, they need a quarterback. They need something because this is not the, the team we expected to start of the season to look like this. So it, it was kind of a big-time letdown for the Washington football team. Chiefs-Titans tightened up against Kansas City. Yeah, the Tennessee Titans, they rushed and mauled all over Kansas City, limiting them to three points. I'm telling you, this is a sloppy year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, everybody on that defense. The defense is dead last in every category. Every single category. Opponents' numbers held. Um, ru rush defense is terrible. And you can't contain... Derrick Henry, not after a big-time statement win against the Buffalo Bills. So the Titans are on a roll. It'll be interesting what we may see late in the season, but that was a big-time win for them. Falcons-Dolphins, Maddie iced the Finns. So Maddie Ice, real good performance from him. Falcons end up winning it close to a two-point margin, 30-28. to the Dolphins right now, I mean, they're they're making things happen, but they're not quite getting over the humps that they should be on offense with this with the quarterback situation. But they're still doing what they can um, as the time rolls on. Jets, Patriots, just call it already. Fifty-four to thirteen was an absolute bloody murder of a game. And by the way, Mac Jones. This is how you know there's a difference between two of these superstars with support. Zach Wilson has zero. Mac Jones has all the support he's got with the head coach, offensive line, and we know what we're getting with a rebuilding Jets team, but I, I just thought that was god-awful to watch. Panthers-Giants. Carolina got pounded. 25-3 against the Giants. What a giant statement that was, no pun intended. But it tells you a lot about what has been happening with Sam Darnold in the last couple of weeks. He's been on a bad struggle. Doesn't look like the offense is completely in sync. Not to mention you're without Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard's doing all he can, at least in his position, and make certain plays happen. But it just did not favor well this week for the Panthers. Bengals-Ravens. Didn't see that coming. Joe Burrow completely burrowed the flock. 41-17. to Good Lord. I, I did not expect that. And mind you, I'm not a big fan of betting AFC North games. I don't. Because usually it's always unpredictable. But I thought this was a big statement win for Joe Burrow. This is a humongous win for the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Um, they torched up Baltimore's defense. Not only that, the rushing was also efficient. I don't know what happened. I mean, they were coming off a big win against the Chargers, and they completely just got the tires blown off of them um, against the Bengals. Eagles, Raiders. Sin City, not no fly zone. <laughs> so no flying for the Eagles there. Look, I, I, I have some serious questions about Nick Sirianni. I really do. I don't think he's really a competitive play caller. I mean, to be honest, I think Shane Steichen's more of a play caller than I think he is. And I'm really surprised that Steichen doesn't even have an, a head coaching position yet. Um, outside of... You know, the outside of just Jalen Hurts and everybody else, uh, this Eagles team's banged up de uh, defensively. They're trying to fill in the holes. And as I've said, you're starting to see what this Raiders team looks like outside of John Gruden. 
And I think this works for them. They may be primed to getting a better head coach by next year. Um, I'm not sure. They may ride with this inter- interim coach as much as they possibly can. But the Raiders looked really, really good. Lions, Rams, Stafford's homecoming. Matthew Stafford welcoming back in his old organization, the Detroit Lions, and he made a big-time statement against Jared Goff. And this is the funny thing, because Jared Goff, even though the Lions were very competitive in the game through and through, uh, the Rams started to open things up. And this is always classic Sean McVay. He, like, enough is enough. They go on a score streak, and then they end up retaking leads. Uh, But this was a big win for Matthew Stafford. Hard loss for Jared Goff, but I think now we realize why the Rams really went out on Matthew Stafford and why that they needed to get competitive now. Texans, Cardinals, Arizona, rushing red. They are absolutely on a big-time streak. Only five points given up to to the Texans. This is a very well-buttoned-up team. It really is. I, I think this offense... And the defense itself has been shutting things down. They've been running all over teams. But it's a big-time win. Now let's see exactly what happens Thursday night against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Bears against Buccaneers. Couldn't bear to watch. I really couldn't. 38-3. to Justin Fields, I'm telling you, the Chicago team is just letting him down. Um... They don't deserve Justin Fields. We're clearly seeing this right before our eyes. The offensive line is atrocious. The play calling from the head coaching position, this is terrible. And the defense is completely gassed and wore out. So I just think that this needs to, this needs to change. They need to have a serious change, a serious makeover. And it's just worse. It's really, really worse. So... I don't know. You got to sell this team, McCaskies, because it doesn't seem like there's anything that's going to be working well at all for Chicago in their future. Colts, 49ers. Colts, lucky win. So the Colts right now look like... This actually looks, believe it or not, looks like a really good team. And something we anticipated. Because as I said, the the first couple weeks were going to be rocky. They were going to be rocky for at the very least, but the Colts, once they start to get themselves into sync because they have a run game, they've got offensive weapons. It's just the fact of Carson Wentz getting comfortable within that offensive line. I think we may see them go on a sneaky streak. We might. So trust and believe the process and however way you will, but I think... If you get this team fully uh, fully healthy, watch out for those Colts. They may come at they may come at you with something. And then finally, Saints Seahawks tonight. Nola, big time win. No luck for the Seahawks, as I've said before. Geno Smith, I do not think he's going to very much favor well with that Nola defense. I really don't. And on top of it all, here's what's interesting. Offense, I can't say is a pop gun offense, uh, but they have had times where they felt streaky. Running, uh, passing, but I do think that the Saints, with a banged up defense, with a, uh, a at least a banged up quarterback, I think have a chance against Seattle on the road, and I just think that this is, this is kind of bad. This, this, this just has bad written all over it. So, all right, that's going to do it for me here on a Monday. All on Quick Caps. We will see you guys tomorrow on a Tuesday. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you guys back-to-back tomorrow on the Snake Sports Talk Show on the Spotlight Sports Network. Take care.